from the weekend, but glory be to God, those who persevere will see that much more. Amen? Amen. Amen. It was such a good, good, good uh, faith explosion. I mean, it, it wasn't faith explosion, but such a good word, such a timely word we had with Reverend Ricky. My goodness. My goodness. I'll be eating off of that for a while, so that was good. Go back and listen to it, but um, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I am uh, honored to be here tonight and uh, to bring forth the word. It's, um, it's a privilege to do so, and I'm, I'm greatly honored. And Pastor Ricky and Pastor Chelsea, thank you so much um, for giving me this opportunity. And um, praise God. Thank the Holy Spirit. God is good. God is faithful. Amen. Um, so uh, tonight, I'm going to be uh, ministering in unity. I'm going to be ministering on unity in the Spirit. And um, Pastor Chelsea actually mentioned one accord, and to be in one accord, and to be in one accord with the Spirit, and uh, with the Spirit of God. And so um, I think my title is Unity with the Spirit of God, is what I think the title is. And it's going to be some teaching, and, and uh, well, we'll just see what the Lord has for you guys. You know, Amen. And so I'm going to make a I'm going to make an announcement. <laughs> so a long time ago, I was given this book, The Tongue: A Creative Force. If you want to write that down, I highly recommend that you get this book, The Tongue: A Creative Force. It's an excellent book. The only thing that I found that I didn't appreciate about it was the scriptures in the back were scriptures mushed together. So when I took OSL, I had a hard time separating and defining the one scripture that they were asking for because I was used to running them together because of all the gospels, P-I-L-L-S, in the back. And it's just good. It talks to you about what kind of force your tongue does have. Okay? And then Miss Delola, when my husband and I had a bookstore, uh, Miss Delola came in and she purchased this book. We searched it out. And it's called God's Promises as a new King James Version, and I highly recommend this book as well, because this book, and I, I give these away all the time, like I've given mine away, I had to pull these out of the new, because <laughs> I always tend to give mine away, um, but this is scriptures for everything that you could possibly need, it's like um, a, cheat, a cheating guide or something, I guess you would call it. And it talks, it gives you scriptures on what to do. Let's see. Let's do my cheaters. Uh, discouraged, worried, lonely, depressed, dissatisfied, um, in need of courage, in need of patience, need of confidence. When troubles hit your life, if you have physical sickness, if you're in financial trouble, if you're having marital problems. So it's a go-to to scriptures for that 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 go directly to that problem or that situation that you're, you're dealing with, okay? So I highly rec recommend this book as well. And I had shared with somebody about Five Smooth Stones, I think it was a while ago. Um, I, I was very adamant that you only need one stone. And it's true, you do, you only need one stone. But it's wisdom to take five because the enemy will come at you and you'll defeat him. And then he likes to come back and hit you with the same thing again. And so it's good to have another stone ready. And I heard a message about David throwing a sling at the giant. And he went running to the giant. And he was whipping the, the rock around in the sling. And he slung it. 
and he's running. So if the one didn't knock him down, he was ready just to grab another one and just to keep going right after him again. Don't let up on the enemy. Okay? Don't, don't let up. Just keep running towards the battle. Run towards the battle with your five smooth stones and keep throwing the scriptures at him. Keep throwing the scriptures at him. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. That's just a little encouragement word for you guys. All right, well, let's pray, and we're going to get into um, unity with the Spirit of God. Well, Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and I lift up myself. I lift up everybody here, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you um, just lead me, guide me, and, and, and utterance flows from my mouth, that I don't hold back the things that you're asking me to say, Father. And I pray, Father God, for the ears, the hearer of the ears, that they hear, Father, in the name of Jesus, the things that you are saying to them um, individually but also corporately, God. We thank you for the seed that will be sown, and we keep it in our hearts, and we declare that it will bring forth fruit, Father, to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So, um, let's start off in Romans 8.14. She agreed. <laughs> Amen. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... These are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And I remember wanting to be led by the Spirit of God. I mean, I remember, how are you led by the Spirit of God? I mean, I just remember wanting to be led by the Spirit of God, people talking how they hear the Spirit speak to them. And the Lord just really ministered to my heart that... Being led by the Spirit of God is following what Scripture say and following what the Spirit has already said in the Word and agreeing with what the Scriptures say is being in one accord with the Spirit of God. And so when we, when we declare something other than what Scripture has said about us or about our situation, you're no longer in one accord with the Spirit of God. You've now stepped out on your own and you're doing your own thing and so, again, we want to endeavor to be in unity with the Spirit of God. For as many who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So would you guys say that Jesus was the Word, yes? yes. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, right? Yes. And that the Holy Spirit, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the anointing of God, the, the Holy Spirit himself is within the Scriptures? So then if we follow the scriptures, we're following and we're being led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. So we want to be mindful about what we say. Let's go to Amos 3.3. 3. We want to be in one accord with the Spirit of God. Uh-oh, I must have forgotten where Amos was. There's a beginning part to it. Thank you. It says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? No. They can't. They can't. Because I want to go, if my husband and I are walking somewhere, and he wants to go over here and go get something, but I want to go over here, and neither one of us change our minds to follow the other. We're no longer walking together. Right? So it's the same thing with the Spirit of God. 
So you have to be in agreement with the Spirit of God. You have to go where the Word says. That's God talking to you. You've got to go where the Scripture says. If the Scripture says that you're healed, and you're arguing, and you're saying, but I'm sick, you're now, you're now not in agreement with the Spirit of God. You're no longer in agreement. And so you have to agree with the Word that says, by Jesus' stripes you were healed. And then you're in one accord with the Spirit of God. And then you're being led by the Spirit of God. That's how being led by the Spirit of God works. Amen. And he takes you further into other things as well. So let's go to Ecclesiastics. Dear Lord, I can't think of where anything is. Can you pull up Ecclesiastics? <laughs> Ecclesiastics 4, 9 through 10. I cannot think of where anything is in the scriptures. Wow. Ecclesiastics 4. What did you say? It's right after Psalms. I thought that was Proverbs. Oh, Song of Solomon. Anyway, praise the Lord. So we're going to go through 9 through 10. It's on the screen. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know if I'm tired. Um, it could be. I do know um, I was in St. Lucia at one point in time, and I was preaching in the, in the Bible college, and I was like at the tail end. I had It was three hours a night, and I was at the tail end of the half an hour. I had flown in that morning, and... It was a great flight. Everything was good. And then all of a sudden, I was done. I had, I had nothing to say. I had no thought in my mind. I had nothing. And so the director, one of the directors had to get up, and he had to close. And, and I apologized. And when you're tired, you're just tired. The flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. Ecclesiastics 4, verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Verse 10. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe unto him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him. So if the Holy Spirit is in the scriptures, and God promises to never leave us nor forsake us, right? Who's going to pick you up when you fall? The Holy Spirit. The Word. When you're falling, when you're falling, you, you, when you have fallen down, You've got to get back to this. And you've got to open this up. Don't go to this. Why did I fall? <laughs> what did I do now? Or any of those things. you just got to go back to the scripture. And the scripture will pick you up because the Holy Spirit is in the scripture. And he's walking with you. And you're walking in agreement together. And if you fall, he's going to pick you up. Nobody's alone. It's not about being married. When you're married, it's, it's good, yes. But I'm, I'm talking to everybody. It doesn't matter if you're married or not married. I'm talking about you and the Holy Spirit being in one accord together and getting through things and doing things and being led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Being led by the Word of God. Amen? Amen. John 14, verses 16 through 18, he says he will give us another helper. so that Jesus may abide with us forever. John 14, 16 through 18. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And he is in us. And then Jesus goes on to say, 
I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. Amen. So Jesus is with us. He's, he promised to never leave us nor forsake us. He gives us the Holy Spirit, which is just another part of who he is. And when you lean to the scriptures, you're leaning to the Spirit of God. When you're following what the scripture says, you're in one accord with the Spirit of the living God. Amen? Oh, excuse me. Let's go there. Romans 7. This is a struggle of Paul. I appreciate this struggle. Um, I don't know. Appreciate is probably a poor choice of words. Um, but I value the light that it brings me. And I'm grateful that it was written in here. Romans 7, starting in verse 14. And this is Paul. He says, For we know, <coughs> excuse me, that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, or what I want to do, that I do not practice. The Spirit is willing, is what he's saying. He desires to do things. His Spirit is willing to do things, wants to do things. But yet he finds that he doesn't practice it. Then he goes on to say, but what I hate, that I do. Don't we find ourselves doing that sometimes? Right? Well, Paul did it too. Okay, so we're not alone. You're not alone. You're not the only one. This is not only happening to you. Verse 15. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, the real him, the spirit man, what he desires to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. Verse 16. If then I do what I will not do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. So who's the I? If it's no longer I that do it, but the sin that dwells within me, he's t saying that his spirit is not doing this. He's saying he's dealing with his flesh, and his flesh is having an issue. And his flesh is what's doing it. The true I, the true person that he's become is the person who desires and longs to do the things of God. That's all of us. I know your hearts. I know your hearts. Everybody's heart desires to do right for God. Yeah. We all have a passion. We long to do well for the Father. We yeah. desire to do right. But then we find this other part within us and we don't do it. And it's like, why didn't I do that? I wanted to do that. And you're dealing with your soul and you're dealing with your flesh. And Reverend Ricky has an excellent book on the soul that I highly recommend. If you're dealing with soul issues, I highly recommend this book. It was an amazing class at school. And then I gave the book out for Christmas to people because I just, it was such a good book. And what better gift than giving something that was going to edify somebody. So I gave it out for Christmas gifts. So if you're dealing with your soul, know that you're not alone. If you're dealing with your flesh, know that you're not alone. You know. You know you desire to do right. You know that. I know that. I know you desire to do right. But do we fall? Yes. And then when we are in agreement with the Spirit of God, we're quick to repent, and the Spirit of God lifts us up because he's our companion, and he walks with us, and he helps us. Amen? Amen. So we are walking in unity with the Spirit of God. 
So the definition of unity, and I'm going to take a drink of water. Excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, definition of unity. This is just from the Merriam-Webster. Uh, okay. It says, the quality or state of not being multiple, excuse me, the quality or state of being multiple oneness, a condition of harmony, accord, continuity without deviation or change as in purpose or action. That one was my favorite. I'm going to repeat that one. Continuity without deviation or change as in purpose or actions. So when we're in agreement with the Spirit of God, we do not deviate and we do not change the purpose of the scriptures or our actions in doing the scriptures. If the scripture says to do something, tithe, then we don't deviate from tithing and we are in one accord with the Holy Spirit when you bring your tithe into the storehouse. Amen. 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 I have a little note that says Jesus shows us how. Hmm. Matthew <laughs> 21. How did I get there? Excuse me. One minute. All right. I have to do a little disclaimer. That's how I got there. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So the disclaimer is, is when you're in one accord, not only do we do the same things that the Holy Spirit does, but we say the same things that the Holy Spirit says, which is the Word of God. And so we need to be careful of what we say. We want to be mindful of the things that we say when it comes to being in agreement with the Spirit of God. It is crucial to what we say. We do have creative power in our tongues. We really do. We're made in the image of God. And so therefore, as he spoke and created things, he did the same thing. He gave that to us as well. We can speak and create things as well. And so you want to be mindful of the things that you say, and you want your tongue to be in agreement with the word of God, to be in unity with the spirit of God. Amen? Amen? So it's another step of walking in unity with the spirit of God. So Matthew 21 Verses 21 and 22. You guys probably all beat me there. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Jesus also, which I wanted, and I don't see it. Jesus also told the disciples in John 5, 7, which I should start there, but that's okay. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will, and it shall be done for you. So there's a condition on the asking. Asking. 
you got to be abiding. You have to be abiding in God. It's not, uh, I remember hearing when I first started hearing um, the faith message, or I don't, I don't recall but exactly how they said it, but they, somebody made a joke, I think it was um, uh, Keith Moore, who said, we're not of the name it, frame it, blab it, grab it, and I thought, I never heard of such a thing. And then as I continued to listen to the faith message, I got where the world is thinking that we are a name it, frame it, blab it, grab it kind of thing. But it's not like that. We're abiding in Christ. And when you abide in Christ, you can ask what you will. And then that's when it will be done for you. So he promises to do those things for us. If you abide in him, you're going to ask the right thing because you're going to be in unity with the Holy Spirit. If you're in unity with God and you're, you're listening to the voice of God, you're following the scriptures, you're doing the things that the scriptures tell you to do, and you're quick to repent, because we all do fall down, it's okay, um, then you can ask what you will. And he's going to take care of it. That's healing. That is, if you have something that you need, you can ask, God, you said that you'd supply all my need, according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And then you can expect your supply to come. Okay? So the, and then, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God, you said if I gave, you'd give back to me in good measure, pressed down, running over, and shaken together. These are the things that you're going to say to be in agreement with the Spirit of God and to be in unity with the Spirit of God. Mark 11, 23. <laughs> for assuredly I say to you whoever says to this mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things which he says will be done he will have whatever he says amen, amen. and I said it twice on purpose I said it twice on purpose for it's the and I can't think of what it is but it's the two witnesses it's the <sighs> come on somebody <laughs> It's the. Um, it's written twice in the scriptures. Um, that's it. Let every word be established. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. So by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. When it's written twice, it's like you can just take it to the bank. You can take it to the bank when it's written twice. Amen? And so I said it twice on purpose. I said it twice on purpose because whatever you say, you can have. That goes along with talking to your children. Have you ever noticed people, parents, who you, we see them on internet now, you know, and they're always bashing their children, and their children end up, you know, walking around like this. They spoke that into their child's life. They believe it. That's what the kids think about themselves. And parents who talk well and, and talk good about people, that's, you see their children just walking like, hey, it's all good, right? So you, you say what you have, but there's other, other aspects. I just wanted to touch on that one for some interesting reason. Um, and I do the same thing at work. I always say what's good about somebody. I always say what's good about somebody. Um, 
as a matter of fact, I went through a, a situation, I just got done sharing with Tresca, that I had some situations um, in the casinos. And God was dealing with me even before I was, came to Spirit Life Church, which I didn't know he was dealing with me until I came to Spirit Life Church and found out later. But he had encouraged me to find good about people. There are people that if they were just, seemed to, I had issues with them, um, he encouraged me I had to find good things about them. And that's all I was allowed to say about the person. I wasn't allowed to say anything bad about them. And even if they irked me the wrong way, I had to end the conversation with, well, at least they whatever, whatever it was. And so I always had to, and so I've always found, even when it, it's, we fight against flesh and blood. We, I mean, excuse me, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness. And so it's really not, it's the enemy poking you and telling you, oh, you know what they meant? You know what they meant by that. Oh, you know. Did you see the way they looked at you? It's the enemy throwing that garbage in you. It's not the person. The person could probably care less and doesn't even have a second thought. But it's the enemy. And so when you just end your conversation and say, well, but praise God, look at them. Or, you know, look at this about them. And you bring up the good quality. That's what Jesus does. Isn't that what you want Jesus to do with you? Right? When we're doing something awful and and you're searching your heart, and you're like, oh my gosh, look at that in there. And Jesus is like, I see it, but I also see this in you, and I see kindness, and I see gentleness, right? Because we want Jesus to see those good things about us, right? So then you've got to know that Jesus is seeing every other person the same way. He really is. He's not going to be all judgy to anybody more than me you know what I mean and if they repent first guess who gets <laughs> guess who gets the goodness before me right if I'm having a problem right so we want to be in agreement with the Spirit of God we want to call those things not as though they are even people even people call them by whatever good quality you could find in them whatever it is find the goodness in a person call them by it speak well of each other Amen? It's like, that's what Jesus is doing. He sees, he sees our good potential. That means he sees everybody's good potential. So we ought to see everybody's good potential as well. Amen? So I want to look at, um, so I have something in this book, page 67. did I want to start? Hmm. So he is talking about faith and he's talking about people who just aren't receiving things. And he says the real problem is lack of the word in their heart. You see, faith cometh by hearing the word of God. It is unscriptural to pray for you to have more faith. God's word is filled with faith. Where his word is, faith is. Amen. Amen. When the word is absent, faith is absent. And I remember Reverend Ricky was just talking about if you owe a man, you have to pay it, right? And then, but if you don't know, how can you pay it, right? That was good. 
That was really good. Amen. So if you don't know something that you need or a blessing or a promise, this book will help you get a shortcut to it. And I've done this. I've done this for this book and the the other. Oh, the book right here. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. But I have done them for years. I mean, this is where I started. This is where I started. Reading this, I read this five times, I think. Five times. You know, I just, I just ate it and ate it up and ate it again and ate it again and ate it again. Every time, it's, it's, it's in anything. Just like um, uh, when you hear the word, you're going to hear a portion of it. And then you're going to hear some more. So somebody plants, somebody waters, and God gives increase. And that's how come you can open the scripture all the time and get something new out of the same scripture. Because it's as you have honored a part of the scripture, then you get more revelation on the scripture. So it's the same thing when you're reading something. You don't see it all at the same time. So you read it again, and you read it again, and you read it again. And it just starts blowing up on the inside of you. I'm telling you, Sword of the Spirit, OSL3, was my class. (laughs) I believed in that class. I believe everything we say is so crucial and so important. So important. And it truly is. I don't just believe it. It really is. It's a fact. It, it, it doesn't matter if you decide to believe or not. I just hope you choose to believe. <laughs> it really is important what you say. And in that, let's look at Proverbs 18.21. I really wanted to be more hoopy, but that's okay. <laughs> you guys are sweet. <laughs> Amen. God is good. I'm going to wait. Everybody ready? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You'll eat the fruit of what you say. You will eat the fruit of what you say. It will, it will develop things. It will absolutely develop things in your life. I have favor with my boss. It's just what I say. I have favor in my job. That's just what I say. And I have it. I have it. I have total favor at my place of employment. Amen? And I just say it. And I don't care if it looks like it. And sometimes it didn't look like it. And I, I almost changed jobs because of it. And... Um, I mean, I was really distraught, and I was changing jobs. And I was endeavoring to follow the Spirit. I mean, I was asking the Lord. And, um, and then uh, Pastor Ricky preached a message on a Wednesday night. I, don't, I honestly couldn't remember because what I remember, I don't remember what you preached, because what I remember is I went home and was convicted by God and went, uh-oh. I mean, I went to go to sleep, and that on the inside was there, right? Like, you've done something, and you're like, Okay, I get out of bed and I start praying and I'm asking the Lord. And then the Lord told me what to do about it. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. You know, I'll do that. Absolutely. And um, because I didn't want to be in disobedience with the Spirit of God. And, and I was at that point. And so then he told me to do something and I did it. And I'm looking around. This he was really here. And I will share. <laughs> and I got a $5 an hour raise. It's a really good raise. <laughs> it's a really good raise in one shot. Amen? And I went, well, thank you, Lord. Because it wasn't me. It was God putting favor on me. And then all of a sudden they saw value or something. Whatever it was, 
but it's because of God and because I was obedient to the Spirit of God. Amen? So, and I have favor. I have favor at my job. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Whatever you're talking about, you're going to surely sow it. Amen? You will sow it. The world calls it karma. Serious. The world car calls it karma. It's been going on way, way, way past before karma ever was evolved or spoken about. Reaping what you sow is a fact. It's a spiritual fact. It's a spiritual law. Reaping and sowing is a spiritual law. You can't even make it not work. It's a law. It just works. Like gravity is a law. Reaping and sowing is a law. You can reap good unto life everlasting, uh, everlasting, or you can reap spiritual sickness, death, and disease. You can reap either one. So it has to do with reaping and sowing and what we say. Oh. To be in unity with God is to sound like God. Proverbs 10.20. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. Man, isn't that good? Yeah. We should be speaking things of quality. Speaking things of life. God spoke life into everything. He called things that were dead, he called them back to life. He called health into sickness. He called poverty into lack. He called life and blessing into everything. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. We need to call life and blessing into people's lives, into our lives, into people's lives, and just around us. I pray for my, my street, and then I stopped praying for my street. So I prayed for my street, um, and I ended up with all these Christians on my street. It was so cool. I had like everybody was living on my street it was the neatest thing I just I loved it everywhere I went it was like Christian 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 and we just had a good old time and uh, and so here's where I went wrong I rested I think it was your I don't want to say Reverend Ricky um, he had said that God told him he wanted to coast in faith I did that I did that I stopped praying I stopped speaking blessing over my my neighborhood and you know what happened? <laughs> Everybody moved. And we have a bunch of renters. Nobody's a homeowner anymore. There's like three of us that are next to me. And they just, they don't take care of their yards. They don't, because I rested, because I, I, I slacked off. I just, I don't know, I got lazy. I got lazy is what I did. That's shame on me. So anyway, I did repent. And I'm back to praying for my, my, my street again. And um, so, and if they need to be saved, I give them gifts. Um, February 14th, um, I go, oh, I did not do it this February. I think next month's February. Oh my God, I'm just like way out of it. Anywho, um, I would give them gifts and just go take them, you know, love thy neighbor. And I would just go take them something and tell them that I'm here if they ever need prayer or anything, that they're more than welcome to come have prayer with me. And um, or I'd be pray for them for anything that they want. They don't have to stay, but just to know that I'm praying for them. So, so love thy neighbor. 
and uh, and show them who you are and and be kind be kind it's terrible to be a snotty Christian <laughs> we don't it's not showing the life of God it's not showing the love of God to be joyous and to be excited about God he's so he's so amazing he's so energizing he's he's love he's passion he's he's river he's just he's just so exciting he's very exciting I've been touched by God and uh, and I, I I'll never go back I'll never go back I have been transformed by God and there is never going back There's just it's just not even an option for me if I went back I know I would die I Satan would take me out flat I'd be done so I'd be done and uh, so I'm, I'm staying I'm staying stuck in amen so let's look at I thought I had another Proverbs 21 verse 21 same uh, scripture Proverbs 20 where was I Proverbs 10 verse 21 the lips of the righteous feed many the lips of the righteous feed many the lips of the righteous feed many You're, we're talking so there's so much in that you feed not only are you feeding blessing you're feeding life you're feeding wealth you're feeding prosperity you're feeding healing you're feeding comfort you're feeding peace you're feeding joy man that's who we are you got to be in unity with the Spirit of God how does the Spirit of God behave and respond and react to people exactly how you want him to respond and act and love you you got to love your brother amen you got to think well about your brethren Jesus is speaking well about thinking well about them and speaking well about them he makes intercession for us daily he's speaking well of all of us we ought to speak well of one another amen even if you've been wronged find the right find what's right find what's good think on things that are perfect lovely and have a good report and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus which is the Word of God which is peace which is love which is understanding amen amen Oops, excuse me Proverbs 15 You guys doing okay? Am I like a little monotone? <laughs> a soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly. But the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. I like that one. A soft answer, answer turns away wrath. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly. That's good. That's really good. We got to use our words right. Use them well. Use them to, in, uh, oh my goodness, is it Ecclesiastics? There's a time to pluck up and a time to tear down. That's your words. There's a time to rebuild. It's time to tear down that which was built. You got to use wisdom. You got to use wisdom. You got to know when to plant. You got to know when to pluck it up. 
you got to know when to tear it down. Sickness, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Tear it down. Tear it down. Health and well-being. Be established in my life. Be established in my body. Amen? you got to know when to plant. you got to know when to build it. Amen? Wisdom. Use wisdom. Be in unity with the Spirit of God. Verse 4. Mm, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. So the wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but if there's perversity in your tongue, meaning you're not in agreement with the word of God. You're saying something that is, what was one of my definitions? When it said it was, it changed its course. Continuity without deviation. So if you deviate from what the word says, it's literally perverseness. You're going to end up breaking somebody's spirit. You can hurt somebody by saying the wrong thing. Right? So you want to use wisdom. You want to use love. You want to treat somebody as you know God. You want God to treat you. God, be kind to me. I messed up. <laughs> oh, Lord, please extend your mercy and your grace to me. Right? Me. But your brother's saying the same thing. So now you extend mercy and grace. Be the one who, what is it, the one who does it first? Be the bigger person. You know, just be the one who does it. Just do it. If we all just did it, yeah. right? If we all just extended grace and honor and mercy and love and peace and kindness and goodness and faithfulness towards one another, we always thought good about the other. Even if, even if you are giving me a dirty look, that's between you and God, right? Yeah. Me not to take it as a dirty look would be what I need to do. That's my responsibility. My responsibility is not to talk to you about the dirty look you gave me, right? Yeah. My responsibility is to say, Lord, something's up. Bless them. Yes. Just bless them, God. Help Amen. them. Because I don't want my brother or sister off the path of walking in unity with the Spirit of God. Amen. We should really want that for each other. Amen. You know, we really, we really, really, really should desire that for each other. And when we put others above ourselves, when we lay down our lives and we put other people above our own lives, above our own blessings, above our own wants and desires and things like that. That's exactly what Jesus did. Right? Right? Are we going to be great? No. <laughs> We're not going to be perfect. We're not, it's not going to be easy. You know, it's not easy. But it took me a couple years before I started just, just finding what was right. You know, just finding the positive. Just find the positive. Jesus always found the positive. Even when somebody was dead. Right? Lazarus was dead. And he's like, he's sleeping. <laughs> right? He just looked for the positive. We're just going to go wake him up. It's no problem. Jesus knew how powerful his words were. You know? Jesus knew if he said, Lazarus is dead, Lazarus would officially be dead. Right? And I'm not looking at a timeline, but I'm just, I don't know the timeline. I didn't study. But maybe when they asked Maybe he hadn't officially died yet. And Jesus didn't want to say he was dead because he would literally die right then. You know, I don't know. 
So I'm just saying that's how powerful Jesus' words were. Yes. He would not say death. He just wouldn't speak death. Amen. He wouldn't because he knows how powerful his words were. Right? Yes. Amen. Amen. He was very mindful with his words. Remember, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So James 3. I think Joyce and I, we were listening to a message about this. This is not the message, but <laughs> I told her, I said, I want to preach this message one day, but this is not the message. And, uh, but still, it's a good, it's a good word. It's a good, um, a good thing about our, our tongue. And we must declare the word of God in order to be in agreement and in unity with the spirit of God. So now let's go to... Um, James 3, verse 1. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things, right? Like I said, we're not going to be perfect, but we want to pick ourselves up quick. We want the Holy Spirit to help us. We want to be quick to, to say, I did it wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry, God. And let's get it right again, right? It's, it's that easy. It really is. It's that easy. It's usually salvation, your first your first few bats at salvation that you're on the altar like bawling and crying you know when that redemption hits you I mean well at least that's what it did with me and I've seen plenty of other people crying <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't just me but it took me about three years of bawling on the altar before all my past got washed away I mean it took a lot it it was a lot it just it takes a lot of cleansing, you know, from the Holy Spirit. It takes time with the Holy Spirit. But that's when you have to keep pushing in. Because sometimes that's when people will pull away. When that, that, that cry comes on in a service, you know, and then they're, oh, I'm not going to cry in service, you know, I'm not going to do this. And then they feel funky, and then they just decide not to come back because they don't want that feeling anymore. And that's the feeling of repentance is what that feeling is. So don't, don't shy away from that feeling of repentance. That's a conviction of God that's rested on you. It's the Holy Spirit telling you, let's get this right so we can keep moving forward. So don't resist that move of the Holy Spirit when it hits you. Ball. I bawled. I don't know. Chelsea remembers. Do you remember me bawling like a baby at the altar? Oh my gosh. I was loud and my kids were embarrassed. <laughs> they were. They used to tell me, oh again. Here she goes again. You know, but glory to God. You know, God redeems us. And if, and if you're still feeling shamed about something, it's the enemy shaming you. It's the enemy shaming you. If you've been at this and you're seeking after God, you have nothing to be ashamed of anymore. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so if the enemy's still shaming you at something, just tell him he's a liar. Say, you don't, I don't even know what you're talking about, devil. I don't even, what? What are you talking about? I mean, seriously, even though you know it's true, right? Even though if you know it's something you really did, just tell him he's a liar. I don't, I don't even understand. What are you talking about, devil? Shut up. I don't even know what you're talking about. You're a liar and the father of it. Because it's no longer your sin. If you've given it to God, it doesn't belong to you. It's gone. It's over. It's done with. And he's just trying to bring up old false stuff. Because it's false. Because it's under the blood. It's false. He's lying to you. If you repented, he's lying to you. 
Amen? So don't receive it. Walk in the redemption God paid for. Amen. All right. Amen. I'm starting to get stirred. <laughs> Glory be to God. Okay, anyway. Praise the Lord. Uh, James 3, verse 1. My brethren, oh, I already did that. Excuse me. I said two, for we stumble, for we all stumble at many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. That word perfect means mature. Okay? Nobody's perfect but God. So he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. So what? Bridle the whole body? If anyone does not stumble in word, I'm going to skip the perfect man, okay? If anyone does not stumble in word, he is able also to bridle the whole body. Oh, what? Wait a second. <laughs> if anyone does not stumble in word, word, the things that you say, the things that you say matter. If you do not stumble in word, you are a mature man, able also to bridle the whole body. Verse 3. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, whatever the pilot desires. Verse 5. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things, creates great things. Your tongue creates great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is also set among your members so that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has had been tamed by mankind, right? Wouldn't you say that we have, we've subdued the earth, wouldn't you say, right? We can capture whales, we can capture sharks, right? We've subdued, okay? So we've tamed animals. We have uh, zoos, right, where you can go. Verse 8, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless God our Father, our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeding blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not be so. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. Blessing and cursing. We've got to speak blessing. Being in unity with the Spirit of God is to speak blessing. To speak life over ourselves, over our families, and over each other. Verse 11, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? No. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives and grape, or a grapevine bear figs? No. Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. So when you're talking out cursing, you're talking out of your flesh. You're talking out of your body. When you're not speaking blessing, you're speaking out of your flesh. It's your tongue, and you're speaking death. Because 
out of your spirit will flow the blessing, will flow the love of God, will flow the peace of God. When you sit in prayer, because you're having an issue, or when I sit in prayer, let's use me, when I sit in prayer because I'm having some type of an issue, and it's me who's having an issue, okay? When I take time to get in the spirit, when I'm done, you know what flows out of me? Love. Peace. Kindness. Right? But if I don't do that, do you know what flows out of me? Grumpiness. That's my flesh. Responding, because I don't like whatever it was that just happened. And if you don't like whatever it was that just happened, then you need to go get in the spirit until you do like what just happened. I'm serious. I have spent tons of time because I've just been too selfish or wanted it my way or whatever it was breaking off God you know cutting stuff off of me also you know to help develop me to mature me you know praise God (laughs) thank you Jesus but if I didn't take the time in the spirit I would still be exactly where I was at speaking cursing because out of my spirit cannot flow cursing out of my spirit cannot flow death out of my spirit can only flow life and love and peace and kindness and joy my spirit my born-again spirit man and then when I become agreement with the Word of God in my soul in speaking it declaring it my body will just follow along Crucify my flesh, right? Crucify the attitudes. Speak blessing. Because out of your spirit, man, is not flowing these things. Out of your, and don't even try to be justified. <laughs> don't even try to be justified. You'll stay on your knees for a really long time if you're looking to be justified. Because Jesus told me flat out, uh, excuse me, uh, what did they do to me? Was I justified among men? And it's like, oh, well, not really. Okay, I get it. I get it. He just still looked at them. When he's on the cross, he still just looked at them with compassion. Father, forgive them because they just don't even have a concept of what they're doing. They don't have a clue what they're doing. So when some unsaved person cuts you off, they don't even have a clue how to walk in love or joy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Have compassion on them. Forgive them, Father. They don't even know. Amen. Don't we want forgiveness for us if we tick somebody off? Sometimes we tick people off and don't even know we've done it. <laughs> right? We don't. Because our hearts, our hearts did not mean it. We didn't have intentions to do it. But yet they, they took it wrong or whatever it was. Right? And there's nothing you can do about that. So that's between them and God. Don't put judgment on them because they should get over something. Don't even worry about it. I think... So we want to become a mature man. For we all stumble in many things. Back to verse 2. If anyone does not stumble in word, the 
things that he declares as we just talked about what flows out of our heart what flows out of our spirit between what flows out of our flesh we don't want to be we don't want to be in um, disagreement with the word of God what what did I say it was again I still love that definition I should have put it on the other page we don't want to deviate we don't want to deviate from the word of God we don't want to change our purpose or our actions our purpose and our actions should be agreeing with the Holy Spirit so when you're you're having an issue it's it's your flesh and know that your spirit man is not responding if you're responding anything outside of the fruits of the spirit it's not your spirit you're no longer in agreement with the Spirit of God and that's when you have to subdue your flesh you gotta get on your knees and let God work it out in you until that love and the peace of God comes up again and starts flowing out of you again and so then you become in agreement and unity with the Spirit of God again does that make sense you guys yes. Yes. amen so let's see if I have anything else there if we abide uh, no that's it that's it. All right. Well, I hope that you guys all uh, walk in unity with the spirit of the living God. And um, just remember, you're not going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. <laughs> we're, not, we're not perfect at this. We're not. But judgment begins with your own heart. And bless everybody else. Just bless them. Just speak blessing and goodness over people. Amen? Amen. And if you're having a, an it problem... Just go home and take care of it. We don't need to hear about it. They don't need to hear about it. Tell you. <laughs> Pastors don't need to hear about it. So we're, we're like the Wednesday crowd, right? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Okay. So the Sunday crowd <laughs> probably might have a lot of things to say. Let's not be one of them. Okay. Take things to God. God speaks to them. Tells them what to do. Tells them things to handle. And then if they, another good thing as well, and I'll just say this, that it's good not to tell them also everything. Because if they preach it from the pulpit, you'll think it's because you shared it with them. And sometimes you need a flat out correction. So it's good not to say anything. Let God speak for them. Give them the opportunity to have the freedom for God to say the things he needs to say through them. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because that's what I want to hear. I want to hear from God. I really do. I want to hear from God. So he'll lead the body. So amen. So praise the Lord. So amen. Okay. I'm going to pray and dismiss. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank you guys so much for being attentive and listening.